Welcome to the Heart of Money podcast, where we discuss the impact that money has on every area of your life, and where you can learn to make smarter money decisions. Join our conversation as we discuss our past experiences, talk about how to make better money management choices, and in the end, make a commitment to being weird. Hi, folks. Welcome back to the Heart of Money, episode 33. I am your host, Austin Black, and I'm continuing this week's conversation on auctions with my co-host, Bob Wessler, who will join me in a second. Uh, last week, we talked about our own personal stories and our, our best auction buys, the fun things that we enjoy about auctions, just why we have a good time at them and some of the successes that we've had, as well as maybe some of the things that we wish we hadn't bought. But this week, we're going to bring in the application of auctions to you. So if you like to attend an auction, whether it's live or online, you can go to a sale with the right mindset, the right attitude, the right behavior in mind so that you can get a good deal, that you can um, make good bidding and buying decisions, that you can walk away proud of your purchase and not regretting how much you end up spending on that item because sometimes we get a little excited, spend a little bit too much, so how to avoid doing that. So this week, we're going to talk about those bidding and buying tips that you can implement the next time you go to an auction. So something that we haven't really, we, we've been having fun in this conversation, but you know, to keep true with the heart of money theme that we have, there's a unique element about auctions. And you, you have alluded to this a little bit in the past. I, I've talked briefly about it. And that's from the standpoint of, <clears throat> excuse me, the value that you place on, what you buy and the whole buying process of an auction. I think you and I have probably both experienced items that we did not feel were worth as much as they sold for and items that we thought we got a stellar deal and didn't pay near what they were worth for or near what they were worth. Um, but it's, it's really interesting to me to study the psychology of buying at an auction and every single person there has a different perspective around value, around how much they want to spend regardless of the value, and frankly, of how willing they are to buy or walk away. And you know, that, that's, or, that's an in-depth, what's that? I was saying, or, or the reason that they're there in the first place. Yes, Yes. I mean, it might not even be that they're looking for something other than they're there just to bid something up. You yeah. know, it, they're not buying it because they need it. They're bidding it up so the other person can't get it. I've experienced that. Yeah. Not for me, <laughs> but, you know, yeah. as you saw with your example, that is a, a, it's interesting that people just go for sport. I mean, what storage wars, you see some of that stuff. You're going right. We're just the bidding up. It's not even what's being auctioned off it's just sport so yeah and you have to take that into account when you go live <laughs> it's a whole no different ball kidding. game no kidding see it's i guess i'll, I'll just kind of share what i have seen and you can fill in the gaps if there's anything that you've noticed um there is there's a unique crowd that comes to an audience and, and i count myself in this unique crowd <clears throat> Some folks are there to spend any amount of money possible to buy what they came to buy. Some folks come to 
search and peruse and pick out one thing and wait six hours to see if it goes cheap enough. And if it doesn't go cheap enough, they're fine with driving two hours back home and, and not getting it. <laughs> and then there's everything in between. I mean, it just, it runs the gamut, right? Um, what I have noticed not to mention the resale sellers <laughs> done that because <laughs> they're there and they're just going to go put it in a flea market or a antique mall. Okay. So it's, it's or eBay. you mentioned that my, my, my wife, does not understand why I did this because if you calculate it, does not make a whole lot of sense. But when we were first married, <clears throat> I went to a sale and I got an, an old used propane grill. Was not fancy, mm-hmm. what, you know, just one of those basic grills. But I bought it for five dollars, so I, I, you know, it was it was hard to to lose on that scenario. I brought it home and, and I already had a perfectly functional grill at home. So I pull up to the house and I got this grill in my back of my truck. And my wife's like, why did you, you've, you've got, what are you doing? I said, honey, it's five bucks. I'm going to resell it. She goes, seriously? <laughs> like, yes, we're going to, we're going to have fun with this one. <clears throat> so I put it on the patio. I took some pictures of it, threw it, I think on Facebook or Craigslist or something like that for $15. So like, okay, I'm, I bought it cheap. I'm going to sell it cheap and I'm going to triple my money. <laughs> I had somebody interested in it, or I actually, I might've actually, I think I actually priced it at 20 or something like that. Um, I had somebody interested. So they were like, like an hour away or something like that. I said, well, I'll meet you halfway. So we met each other, you know, 20, 30 minutes down the road from each other. And unfortunately the, the lighter on the grill did not work by the time I got it to him. So we had to negotiate a little bit. So I still ended up, I, th- I think 15 is what I actually ended up selling it for. So I am all having this, you know, big heyday of, hey, I actually made money on this cheap auction buy. And my wife goes, yeah, but did you factor in the gas and the time to do that? I'm like, uh-huh. I don't care. I made money on the auction <laughs> buy. <laughs> Maybe it was only $5 made, but I made money on it. <laughs> yeah, don't do that now with gas prices. <clears throat> oh my gosh, no. You might be able to I drive down the street. to get there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, that, that's kind of a, of a tangent. <laughs> the, um, yeah, the, the interesting thing about when you go to an auction is the, the personal willingness to spend money or not spend money. And I think we could probably talk an hour about just the ins and outs of that, but it's so interesting to me um, like I said, why people come to an auction, why they spend the money that they do, why they walk away from something. Um, you know, Grant, there's been times that I just, yeah, I really wanted something, but I was not going to pay as yeah. much as it sold for. And other times that I just thought I got a stellar of a deal because I was the only one that was there to bid. Um, what, what's been kind of, of your experience? I know you're kind of deal with maybe a different level of auction, but probably the same yeah. concepts apply. What have you seen? as far as just that overall mentality? Um, well, the first thing, beyond being able to get a good deal, you can also get burned. Um, my burn was a $50 fan that was probably worth $50 10 years ago um, <laughs> that I turned around and actually donated two years after the fact because I found that I already had one. It was just an add-on item to uh, something else that I was looking at. The thing that you have to 
be very cognizant of with auctions is the emotional attachment you get to stuff or the emotional attachment mm-hmm. you have to winning. Um, there, there's a similarity between a live auction and an online auction as far as the attachment to either the thing or the thrill of the hunt, the, the winning of the item. I think that it is magnified 10 times over when you're in a crowd with other people because yes, they're all the, um, Oh, the, I guess the, the eye contact, the, you know, the gentleman next to you and the other guy on the flatbed truck that were going back and forth, <laughs> yep. and, you know, um, it becomes a competition Positioning and you know, who has more is critical. Yes. <laughs> We will um, talk about that in a minute. <laughs> oh my gosh. Sideways glances. And if you pick up an item and oh my gosh, somebody else is watching you and they're going to win it just because you picked it up mm-hmm. and they know you're interested in it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, there's a whole nother degree of <clears throat> emotion that goes into a live auction that you don't get online. Um, plus you don't spend as much money going away empty handed from an online auction because you didn't show up anywhere to pick it up. Uh, right. So yeah, I, you got to know what your tolerances are for price point, um, your emotions. And you also have to know how much the thing is worth that you're bidding on. And I think yeah. in many cases, when you go to a live auction, um, unless it's like a benefit, um, mm-hmm. you don't have the benefit of knowing what that item is actually worth, um, which yeah. was my issue with the online one with that fan. But in many cases with an online, you know how much you can research how much it's worth over the days that the auction is open versus the, you know, there's a sale bid or an auction flyer that tells you that they have these items. But in most cases you don't know unless you've got your phone on you to figure out how much something's actually worth. Um, the other problem with live auctions is in many cases, tell me if I'm wrong here, they'll start putting a bunch of lots together just to get rid of them. And so the one thing you wanted is now in a container with 600 other items that you don't need, but now you're taking home because you had to have that one item for 20 bucks, but you're getting 600 items for 20 bucks. And you know, they might all be McDonald's toys, but you know, you can put those on eBay. Hey ladies, Today's episode is brought to you by the Debt-Free Calculator Tool. It's amazing how much momentum you can achieve when you track your progress. In fact, using this tool is what helped my wife and I pay off our mortgage in less than five years. The Debt-Free Calculator helps you manage your debt payments and track your progress so you can see how many months each extra payment shaves off. You get to watch your balance continue to drop and see just how fast you can become debt-free. You can use this tool for tracking mortgages, auto loans, credit cards, student loans, and even medical debt. Just plug in your numbers and add in your extra payments. It's that easy. Don't let the weight of debt drag you down for years on end. Order the debt-free calculator today and start your journey to being debt-free. Visit freedommoneycoach.com slash debt-free calculator to order yours now. Well, so it's interesting that you bring that up because I have seen this play out two or three different ways. And honestly, I've participated in it because I have wanted something bad (laughs) enough. (laughs) 
So the, the, the first thing, and this is kind of probably what you're talking about, you know, you get, you're on a flatbed trailer <clears throat> and that this is like, if, if you're at, you know, an estate sale or an antique auction or something like that, where it's, you know, a lot of just stuff that not necessarily is worth a lot of money, but it's there and it's gotta be sold. You're getting to the end of the trailer. They've already sold everything that really has any substantial value or anyone is interested in. And so, you know, no one's bidding on this box of, of hand tools or stuff that's probably 20 years old. So they decide to throw in, you know, this other box of stuff that you were kind of interested in, but you really don't want to get the entire thing. So do you bid on it or not? <laughs> and by the time it's all said and done, there's like four or five boxes. It's only one of those boxes is actually valuable enough. And they sell it for $5 because they just want to get rid of it. That's one scenario. The second or... scenario. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know where I'm going with this one. <laughs> I know where you're going with this. <laughs> the second scenario <clears throat> is before the auction starts <laughs> and I've done this because I want something really bad. <laughs> I feel bad even going this route. <laughs> you walk along through the stuff and you see something that you really like. And it's with a lot of stuff that you don't really like. So you take that one thing out and you set it off to the side by itself or you set it with something else that you would really like to buy. And when the auctioneer comes by, he picks up the whole box. And you're the first one to bid. And no one else knows what else is in that box because you put it together yourself. <laughs> I didn't think that and was the way you were going to go with that. you walk away so proud of the $20 that you spent on $100 worth of fencing supplies. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. That's, that just doesn't sit right with me. How, how, that just doesn't sound right. Seems kind of wrong. But here, here, here is the most ethical <laughs> way, and this is the way that I, you know, if if I see something that I really want, I try to embody this approach because it's transparent, it's honest, it saves me money, <laughs> and that is, if they are selling a whole mess of stuff that I don't want, but I see one thing I do want, I'll say, hey, I'll give you five dollars for that one item, and they'll pull it out. And they'll sell it to me for five dollars, and then yeah. they sell the rest of it for two fifty. <clears throat> See, what I thought you were going to say was that you have that one box that there's that one item in that you really like. You cover it up, but they throw in another box that somebody else likes that one thing <laughs> in, and you all yeah. are bidding on that lot of two boxes, <laughs> not wanting what's in the other box that the other person is clamoring for and it's now gone to $60 because they put the two boxes together. I've, I've seen, seen it happen. happen. <laughs> I've also seen where somebody will after the fact go over and say, "Hey, can we split that box and I'll give you half the price for uh -huh. it?" Yeah. That that happens too. Uh, that happens oh, at live auctions. That that doesn't <clears throat> done that before I don't too. know that I've seen that happen in online um right. But yeah, the the it's online kind of estate awkward though, auctions. especially if you were the second bidder. Yeah. You walk up and say, hey, I didn't want to spend as much as you just did, but can I buy that from you instead? <laughs> yeah. Um, along that same vein, and this was, oh my gosh, it would have been half a lifetime ago. I believe my mother and my grandmother went to an estate sale and they knew the auctioneer well, and they were on opposite sides of the bidding area 
and uh, the auctioneer at one point let them know and said, do you, do you two want to keep bidding this up? You do realize that you are related, right? And I mean, he had fun with it at that point. They didn't realize that they were both bidding on the same item and they were the only two bidding uh-huh. on it. And they were running up the price against themselves, not even paying attention. Um, but yeah, the, the auctioneer had some fun with that one. So, so that, you, that's you a, mentioned that's this earlier. In... Yeah, that will be told for decades. <laughs> yes, it you, has. you mentioned this earlier, and uh, and that story there kind of alludes back to it. Um, I, and I don't know if you have experienced this as much as me, <clears throat> but you know, you show up to the sale ahead of time, or Maybe even you're, you're there after it starts, but you're walking through everything and trying to kind of survey what you want to buy. And as soon as the, as the sale actually starts, especially, you know, if there's a, a trailer of stuff or a row of items or, you know, large items you know, scattered on the property, everyone kind of flocks to the area if they're interested in what's being presented at that time. <clears throat> if it's a trailer you had better find a good spot on that trailer with your arm against the side or your foot tapped in there or some, you know, within inches of the trailer side, so you can see what's going on and, and be ready to bid on it. Cause if you aren't in that right position, you are not going to get seen. But the interesting part is whenever <clears throat> there's kind of this uh, mild tension whenever stuff is being sold. And especially if you're moving to a new part of the sale, or say if you're going to a, to a line of items or some big items, um, because of that positioning and that proximity, <clears throat> everyone already kind of knows who's going to be bidding on this item. And there becomes this kind of shuffle of, okay, where do I got to be to see the auctioneer? Where do I got to be to not be identified as someone who's going to be bidding on this? How close or how far do I need to sit to the item? Can I be back over here by this tree and throw my hand up in the air? Do I give you right by the auctioneer and nudge him in the side? Where is the right spot to get the good bid on this item? <clears throat> and it, it just cracks me up how there was like a last minute um, shuffle before that sale starts for people to get into the right spot, have the right vantage point because you, you really, you don't want to be seen bidding on something because you know, someone else is going to see you. It's going to draw attention to you. The price may go up. You know, it's positioning is, is critical (laughs) to getting a good deal. I think. And that's something you don't have to deal with in an online auction. You just have to know the rules and make sure that you don't bid on something with less than five minutes to go because it'll bring back the clock by five minutes. <laughs> or the good old eBay sniping trick. And, and yes. I'm sure there are many that know about that. If you don't, it's that I'm going to sit here and wait until the last 30 seconds, maybe 20 seconds, and take that item away from you and try to get it. In some cases, that works, and sometimes it doesn't. And I had right. friends in college that they'd sit there and everything they ever got off eBay, they'd get in the last 20 seconds of the auction. Yeah. So, because that's what you they better, did. But you better have so. a good internet connection for that to happen. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it was dial up back then, I'm pretty sure. Right. Yeah, so yeah, AOL. That, that 20 seconds might actually go through at about five seconds. That's right. That's right. So, yep. <laughs> 
So what is, to kind of wrap this conversation up, <clears throat> you mentioned earlier, and I have had the same um, reflections and um, observations about auctions. You mentioned understanding what, what an item is worth, what you're willing to spend. You know, auctions are successful because they drive the adrenaline, the excitement, the emotion of that moment, that purchase. And ultimately, if, if you are like me and you're competitive enough, <clears throat> you want to be the winning bidder. It's kind of like I said, it's, it's that, that, that mild tension of, okay, who's actually going to walk away with this item? Um, I, I want, you, I want you to mild. kind of share some of your thoughts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want you to kind of share some of your thoughts around, um, you know, I don't want to say auction etiquette, but being smart at an auction and I'll, I'll kind of fill in whatever gaps I come up with. But if someone, you know, goes to an auction, we've both probably been guilty of spending more money than we actually should have because we got caught up in the moment. We got competitive and we just, after the fact, like, why did I just spend an extra $50 on something that wasn't really worth it? I'm not going to use it that much, whatever the case is. So what are your tips for being successful at an auction without coming home and your wife saying, what did you just do? She does that every time anyway. I, I don't know. <laughs> I was trying to give you an That's opportunity. <laughs> yeah. She's, she's going to laugh and, you know, if there are comments on this string, you know, she'll, she'll get on those. Um, oh, yes. My experience is 99.9% online. Um, and I'll basically throw it to the local auctioneer that does theirs um, online because that's where my experience is mostly with bidding against somebody else virtually. Um, what I do is I keep my eye on, if I'm interested in some items, I keep my eye on them. As it gets closer to time, you know, everybody has their own strategy. I will either bid, I don't typically bid my high dollar first because there's a likelihood that it'll go over that. Um, but a bid that I'm comfortable with. And then you get down to it when the time comes that you really have to know what that item's worth and what you're willing to um, either give up for winning that item or walking away and not getting that item. Um, like in the case with the lawnmower for me, it was either spend, you know, 20% of retail value or not going with the lawnmower for the time being or going and buying one for close to retail price at some point. Um, granted, the one that I was looking at that was retail price was not near as nice as the one as I, that I ended up with. So <laughs> um, you really have to be cognizant of what you're bidding on what your um what value you place on it and what your cutoff point is to say i'm walking away um it kind of goes back to our conversations about you know looking at cars or other things where you haggle over the price um i i will throw in my one story you had your your grill that you say you made money on i i <clears throat> i don't think you did but that's my opinion. Um, I hey, drove 45 minutes. I, I, I am. I'm, I'm supportive. No, I'm supposed to be positive. My positive, you didn't make money on that. Um, <laughs> I, I love my wife. 
she likes pampered chef. I call it our junk drawer. She calls it our pampered chef drawer. You, I think I think the correct order is my wife loves pampered chef and I love her. Yes, what he said. Um, I love her so much that I drove 45 minutes away to get two items out of a lot for $20. <clears throat> now, gas was still only, you know, $3 a gallon at that point, but still it was a 45 minute there and 45 minutes back. Um, I, I ribbed her about it a little bit because I also bid on a pair of bolt cutters. So I got something mm-hmm. out of the deal too, but I give her the hardest time about that pampered chef, those two pampered chef items, an hour and a mm-hmm. half drive away for $20. <laughs> the question is, what were they actually worth? Oh, probably 1995, but you know, I have no idea. <laughs> that is the, the shipping and handling was ridiculous. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I, I, I don't mean to rib on <clears throat> the Amish, but they are, they show up at every auction I go to. So the, the funniest story that I, that I saw from an, from an Amish bidding, you know, they love the canning jars. And Mm -hmm. there was one that we went to and I think there was like four or five boxes of candy jars. And if if you've ever been to a sale that had those, you know that they, they have some value. I mean, they're not cheap to buy. Um, You better be ready to either be the only one there that wants them or spend a little bit of money to get them. Well, long story short, this one guy, he was bidding up to, I think it was 15 or $16 is what he ended up being the winning bidder on. And they asked him how many boxes he wanted. And you could just tell by the look on his face that he <laughs> sincerely thought he was getting all five or six boxes for fifteen or sixteen dollars. And they're like, "Oh no, I only got one for that. I'm in trouble." <laughs> yeah. So he he picked his one box up and he walked away and he didn't bid anymore. <laughs> And then the next box went for fourteen, and the next box went for ten, and then the last box yeah. went for sixty. Yes, exactly. <clears throat> we know some of the things that I have kind of of seen and witnessed whenever it comes to, you know, making good use of an auction. You alluded a lot to understanding an item's value, and I think that is is very important. Um, you got to know, you know, the the true condition of the item. You know what it's worth, both if if it's like new, you know what can you actually buy a brand new one for. Um, <clears throat> If it's not worth anything, you know, obviously you're not going to spend very much money on it. If it's very old or very used and you're just trying to get a good deal on something, knowing the value of that item is very important. What a lot of times I see is um, you have people who are experienced in buying and they, they're willing to walk away or just to buy it outright. And you got folks that are like, well, I kind of want it, but I'm not sure if I want to spend that much. I'll just wait and see if it goes cheap enough and they may or may not get it. The, the critical moments in that scenario, and I think this goes to whether you're online or in person, <clears throat> is you've got to be, you got to remove yourself from that particular moment. Or I, I guess let me back up. You got to prepare yourself. For that moment, mm-hmm. and this is more so true in the live scenario, but I think it still happens in the online auction, especially 
you know, if you're down to that final countdown and it just, it keeps going and going and you're getting close to your end spot, <clears throat> you got to prepare yourself for what is my absolute top dollar and am I truly comfortable buying this item? Is this something that I have to have? Do I just want to have it or am I, am I just out to get a good deal? Um, a lot of times whenever I am, am considering buying something, unless I just know that I need it, it's got to go really cheap before I put my hand in the air. And I will talk, talk myself out of it unless it just goes super dirt cheap. I'm like, well, I just have to get it and I'll, I'll bet on it then. But more times than not, I, I am, I'm probably not going to be the winning bidder because I'm not there and just accept to get a good deal. I see some people that, that go and they are going to buy it no matter what. <clears throat> so before you start bidding, prepare yourself for that moment because you may have someone that is there to bid it no matter what it costs. If you aren't prepared to do that, then you've got to know when's the time to back out because you could spend $10, $20, more than it's really worth, take it home, and hardly even use it. Um, yeah. There is that that adrenaline rush to the winning of the bid. There's that adrenaline rush to just acquiring that item. <clears throat> so very important just to be cognizant of what is the the purpose of that item, how much do you want to spend, and not getting caught up in the excitement, which is what auction is about, and you walk away going, oh, shoot, um, they just sold the next one for half price. <laughs> Yeah, and, and don't get don't lose track of the buyer's fees. Um, yeah. the percentage that's going to be on top of what your final bid is, I, I think around here it's ten percent is added. Sounds right. Um, on a ten dollar item, not a big deal. On a thousand dollar item, yeah, it's a little bit more money. Um, right. You know, a lot of the stuff you're talking about, you're looking for deals that you're spending. 10, 20 bucks on, you know, I'm looking for items yeah. that I'm purposely searching for because I'm not going right. on site for them. You know, they could range in the hundreds. The mower was in the thousands as was the camper. Um, but again, in both of those cases, we got it for 20% of what it would have been retail. So, and, and Hard came out okay, but yeah, buyer's fees, you got to know what all, everything is going to cost you when you make those bids. Yeah. For sure. All right, man. Great conversation. We have plenty of laughs, plenty of good stories, and hopefully folks will be a little more educated on what to do and not to do when they go to the next auction. They'll just be looking for you. I know that much. Right. Where's that old black boy? I want to outbid him. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess what we'll, uh, we'll leave this conversation with the, the advice. Hashtag don't outbid the Amish. <laughs> know what you're getting into right all right take care man see you next week see ya well folks hopefully next time you go to a sale you come home with something that you're proud of spending money on that you're proud of buying and that you can tell a story about the great deal that you got and uh, be excited about that opportunity. So I hope you enjoyed this conversation today as we have to have some fun, share some insight around bidding and buying at auctions and 
what opportunities can happen there. As always, please subscribe to the podcast and leave us a five-star review so we can see the impact that we're making and we can see what you guys like about the podcast. We would really appreciate you sharing this with your friends and family and helping us spread the word about financial literacy and making wise financial decisions. As always, be sure and like us on Facebook and Instagram. Follow the conversation there. We thank you so much for being a loyal listener. We look forward to bringing this to you every single week, and we're excited to keep on doing it next week. So we'll see you again on The Heart of Money.